Hello and welcome to Nebraska Prep Zone Report, a podcast from the World Herald, sponsored by MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care, covering greater Omaha for over 70 years. I'm your host, Jake Anderson. Joining me as always, Mike Sauter. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm good. I'm doing really good. We got a big show today. Big show. A lot to go over. This is the second straight week. We'll be breaking down district brackets. This one for Class A boys basketball. If you missed last week's, we broke down Class A girls basketball. Mm -hmm. This bracket was released this morning, and there's not an easy one of the bunch. <laughs> um, there are a few teams that you could see a path for an upset, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, there are a few that you just, after you dive into it a little bit, you're like, no, I... I don't see that happening. Um, but, you know, it should make for – I mean, this state tournament is going to be awesome in Class A, um, and I, I think it's going to make for some exciting kind of district action on Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. Or Tuesday, I guess. Yeah. And there are plenty of intriguing storylines, so let's just start right at the top with A1, mm -hmm. which features the number one overall team in the state, mm -hmm. Bellevue West. Mm -hmm. 19 and 3 but Friday night is the 4-5 game Lincoln High 3 and 18 at number 4 Norfolk 7 and 16 yeah Norfolk is 2 and 0 against Lincoln High um, and the scoring margin of victory is 11 and a half points uh, in both of those games Cameron Eisenhower had 28 in the first matchup had 15 16 in the second matchup uh, he's averaging about 16 a game uh, a kid that has had a great year is Jackson Barber. He's going to Emory University, actually, to play basketball. Not many people know that. Um, but he's leading Lincoln High in scoring with 25.6 a game. And he's also you know, one of, if not the leading scorer in the state. So a uh, pretty decent matchup there. Yes, a 4-5 game, but I would say it's a pretty decent matchup. Going to Norfolk is always tough. Um, no matter who they have on their team, it's, it's definitely a tough place to play. And the winner will advance to face Bellevue West on Saturday. Mm -hmm. The other Saturday game is the two-seed Lincoln Southeast, 13-10, and 10, hosting number three North Platte at 9-13. and 13. Right. Uh, first time these two, two teams have played, um, North Platte played almost solely uh, Class B schedule this year. Um, and Southeast has Ajante Hogan, who's leading them in scoring at 19 and rebounding at five a game. Um, and Max Wren is averaging 12.9 for them. North Platte has Steven Garcia, who's uh, leading them at 13.4 a game. Um, again, first time they played uh, this year. And, uh, you know, North Platte gets that three by way of winning nine games against uh, mostly Class B competition. So they avoid that playing game is what I'm saying. Yes. And then the final for this bracket will be Monday night. Mm -hmm. Is there we talked upsets, you know, looking at a few of the brackets. This is the Thunderbirds to lose, mm -hmm. obviously. Mm -hmm. Can any of the teams beat them? Well, I I don't know. I mean I it's gonna be tough. Um uh Southeast and Bellevue West just played on February eighteenth and it was seventy six to fifty four and that was a home game for Southeast. You know, they're the two seed, likely the favorite. Um, Bellevue West has not played North Platte. Lincoln High and, and North Platte haven't played this year. Southeast did play Lincoln High on Valentine's Day and uh, beat Lincoln High 71-52. to 
And then Norfolk also lost to Southeast 63-61 on February 7th. So really, yeah, when you look at it, and this is all like transitive property stuff, which yeah. you could, could throw out the window. But, um, you know, in high school, it's, it's a lot. It's a good metric to use this team beat this team because not a lot's going to change. Um, so, yeah, you look at Bellevue West and you say, okay, they already played these teams and likely going to win it. Pencil them into the state tournament. Right. A2 now. Miller North bracket. Mm-hmm. They're the one seed there. The Friday game, the 4-5. Lincoln Southwest, the four seed hosting. Omaha Northwest, the five seed. Southwest 9-15. and 15. The Huskies 4-18. and 18. First meeting of the year between the two teams. Southwest is led by sophomore um, Jared Bohr. He's averaging 12.7 a game. And Brayton Christensen is averaging uh, eight, 10.8 a game. He's a senior for them. And uh, Northwest has three senior guards that are averaging double figures. And Jamarius Adams, Jace Cooper, and Vincent Burns, they're all averaging just over 10 a game. Um, likely have to like Southwest in this one, but Northwest can score. They play kind of a hectic, fast-paced style, so kind of a matchup of styles in that one. Then the 2-3 game, Saturday night, number three, Columbus, 11-11, at number two, Kearney, 13-10. And And then the other game Saturday will be the Northwest-Southwest winner. At Millard North, Mustangs come in at 20-3. Right. Kearney and Columbus have not played this year. Columbus played majority of a Class B schedule. Uh, Kearney has a three-game winning streak, has some momentum. Um, you would think that they're going to uh, win this game, but you just never know. Um, Sestro is averaging about 15 a game and seven, a little over seven rebounds for Kearney. Uh, also, junior Jack Johnson is at 13 and 6.3 rebounds a game. So uh, pretty uh, – Pretty nice numbers for those two, and they're their key guys. Austin Murray is another guy that, that can shoot it really well. Um, uh, Blake Edzards is leading Columbus with 17 points a game, um, and he's the only one in double figures for them. And then the final for this bracket will, as well as A1, be Monday night at the highest remaining seed, mm-hmm. and this one is also looking like Millard North. North. Yeah. Um, you know, Millard North hasn't played – uh, Northwest or Southwest, um, it, it'd be the first match uh, matchup with Kearney or Columbus also. Uh, Kearney and Southwest split their two games by kind of a weird margin. 68-66 in the hack tournament, Southwest beat Kearney in overtime uh, on New Year's Eve. And then um, Kearney won at Southwest 73-49 to on January 25th. So two totally different things. And then Columbus hasn't played any of the three teams. So we, as well as A1, we can probably pencil the Mustangs into the state tournament. What your other teams are going to be watching, though, is if if an upset does happen in these two, Bellevue mm-hmm. West or Millard North, mm-hmm. they're going to slide in as your wild card because of wild card standings. Yeah, right. And But, and again, I'm not saying that either of these teams are going to lose. And that's the way, you know, it, I guess the, that's the point system in – I kind of agree. I mean, it's not necessarily the most flawed thing. So um, I kind of agree with the way it works. Um, but as we're going to talk about, A3 is the one where you could definitely see an upset, um, which would, you know, for Omaha Central's hope, um, they they got a 
hope that Bellevue West and Miller North don't get upset. Yes, and that was, to me, heading into Saturday night, you did those those two pieces mm-hmm. of how the district standings could change based on Friday and Saturday. And that was kind of the most intriguing thing to me, this A3 and A4, mm-hmm. Omaha Central, Omaha West Side, Eagles and Warriors played Saturday night. The winner vaulted mm-hmm. up to the A3 bracket, got the edge in wild card points. Mm-hmm. The winner, Here's your prize. <laughs> yeah. The winner is also now in a district with the highly motivated Lincoln North Star Navigators mm-hmm. led by Donovan Williams. Correct. Yeah. Con- congrats. You have the wild card point standings. You get the three. Yeah, you, get, you get the so. three. There was, it's, it's kind of the thing that, like, okay, is the, does the loser of that game actually celebrate losing that game? Well, they still got to win their games, too, yes. in order to face each other. So, but you would likely see that happen. Right. So let's break down A3 then. So obviously Central's mm-hmm. bracket, the Eagles come in at 19-3. and three. The 4-5 Friday is South Sioux City, 2-20, and 20, at the number four seed, Elkhorn South, 7-15. and 15. Yeah. Uh, first match of the matchup of the year between the two teams. Again, South Sioux City played majority of a Class B schedule. Um Elkhorn South had a nice little run there, won a few games in a row. Um, Zach Lefebvre is their leading scorer and rebounder. He's averaging 18.6 and eight rebounds a game. Uh, And since freshman Tate Advedi has been inserted in the starting lineup for Elkhorn South, uh, he's um, really what kind of led them on this, not led them, but was a big contributor to this kind of win streak, mini win streak they had in the middle of the year. Uh, he's averaging 12.8 a game, and he's one of the better freshmen in the state, too. Um, South Sioux City has Caden Sailors at 16 a game and Jacob uh, Aitken at 15.2 a game. And then on Saturday, you'll have the winner of that facing the Eagles, as well as number three Gretna, 10 and 12, at number two Lincoln Northstar, 16 and 7. And a lot of people, like we were just saying, mm-hmm. they're going to pencil Northstar central into that monday night final no gretna is not an easy out no it's not they're extremely well coached this it w- would it shock me if gretna beat north star no no um it, it wouldn't shock me but it would be like oh wow okay because no one's expecting that right right maybe besides you know the dragons the, yeah the people inside the locker room there um you know, Donovan's averaging almost 30 since he came back and 29.8 and 8.5 rebounds. Quad Abdelkarim's having a nice year, too, at 17 a game. Josh Brown's averaging about 11. I just don't know how much offense Gretna's going to be able to get to, to get that done. They'll play that zone defense, though, that right. worked against Millard North. And if that zone defense forces it out of Donovan Williams' hands or forces him to take a bunch of threes and isn't making them, stuff like that, there's a lot yeah. of things that can happen there. So, And that zone will keep that game close and tight. Mm-hmm. And, you they know, still got to be able to score. Right. That's the thing. They right. struggled to score a little bit, especially out in Kearney the, the but other night. But you can see the way that Gretna wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very easily. I mean, there's, you, could, you can make a case, yeah. Right. But Lincoln North Star, they're going to be highly motivated to beat, not just beat Gretna. They're not making it to the state if they don't win the district. Basically, yes. it looks like they're not. Yes. So. Took the words right out of my mouth. Um, again, like we said, the Monday, the final would be Monday in this mm-hmm. bracket. Um, I don't. Seven at the high, higher seed. Yeah. Probably. 
and I don't know if this is if there's really I, I think you can call the Eagles the favorite here, but mm-hmm. you could kind of see North Star winning this one, Gretna winning this one. Likely the Eagles, though. Central played Gretna. It was 55-50 in December, uh, on December 12th. South Sioux City hasn't played Gretna or North Star. Elkhorn South beat Gretna 60-38 to um, a week and a half ago, February 21st, and lost to North Star 69-65 on December 14th, and that was before Donovan came back. So Elkhorn South has the firepower there. Yeah, and Gretna has played Central close. That was granted. That was over two months ago. Yeah, but still, you again transitive property. Look at it. You're like, okay, this could be close. Yeah, I don't know if it will be, but it could be. It could be. This could be the best set of games of districts. Could be. On to A four. As mentioned, the Warriors have the one seed in this one, coming at sixteen and six. Mm-hmm. The four five in this one, Friday night, number five Omaha Brian three and nineteen. At number four, Omaha North, nine and fourteen, and obviously the one that has to be mentioned with the Vikings is they own one of Miller North's three losses this right. year, and they did uh, they beat Brian in the first game of the year in the OPS Jamboree, seventy to sixty six. So they haven't seen each other for a long time. While Chol's having a great year, averaging nineteen and six point two rebounds. Um, Jalen Spears can be really hot. He can be really cold at times, but he's averaging fifteen point three. And uh, Lam Kwong is averaging 12.3 for Brian. Uh, I think it could be a close game again, um, just like it was the first time. Should be pretty, you know, up and down, a little intriguing, if you will. I might that might actually get my attention to show up there on Saturday night. Friday night. Friday night. I'm sorry. A little bit of no love lost. Sutter loves those. Yeah. Winner. That of game's the- at McMillan. Uh, that game's at McMillan uh, Middle School or Junior High because North. Uh, Jim was booked for something else. Winner of that one will face Westside on Saturday. The other Saturday game is the number three, Millard South, 9-13, nine, nine at number two, Papillion La Vista, 15-8. Yeah, you look at uh, Westside hasn't played either Brian or North, just jumping to head sure. to that. And then Millard South, Papillion La Vista, they played – um, in the last regular season game, still playing back-to-back games, and playing La Vista beat them 51 to 41. Um, close enough where you could see either game. Uh, just knowing the two styles, it's going to be another kind of low-scoring game. The way those uh, teams like to play. Um, the matchups are decently good too between the guards and posts. If you look at everything, so um, like you should see in that you know, middle district and the two, three game, it should be a close game and one of the more competitive ones for sure on Saturday. And then for this one, the final is Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. This is one of, yeah, this is, yeah, this is the only one that's a Tuesday final. I thought there was more. Um, You could say Westside is the favorite here. Yeah. Westside beat Miller South 86, 73 in the Metro tournament. They haven't played Papio. They beat North. 82-58 82-58 on December 13th and beat Brian 74-39 on January 28th. Millard South beat uh, both um, Brian and Omaha North, and they only beat Omaha North 52-48 on January 25th. So um, let's say North or Brian 
were to either one of those teams were to uh, somehow beat Omaha Westside, then it could you could see something there. So yeah, um, and Westside has not played either one of those two. So before we preview the other three brackets, we want to take a moment and for a message from our sponsor. As the official team doctors for high school and college teams across greater Omaha, MD West One Sports Med doctors can get you back into the game stronger than ever. Meet the Sports Med team at mdwestone.com or call 402-390-4111. Thanks again to MD West One. You can find them at mdwestone.com. Digging back into it with A5, this is Papillion La Vista South's bracket. They're the one seed here, 17-6. and six. That Friday game... The 4-5, number 5, Fremont, 2-20, and 20, at number 4, Lincoln Northeast, 9-15. and 15. Right. Uh, they played twice this year. Uh, Northeast won 92-54, December 7th, and 85-67, January 20th. All right. They will advance to face the <laughs> Titans. <laughs> you, would imagine, you would imagine they will just based off those two scores, and they played twice. And yeah. Oh, one one of those two teams. Now, I wasn't assuming Lincoln Northeast, right. but mm-hmm. more than likely. The other Saturday game, then, will be number three, Millard West, 8-13, and 13, at number two, Elkhorn, 15-7. and seven. This is a matchup where you would think that uh, you could see an upset here as far as the seeding is concerned. Uh, Millard West is 8-13, is and 13. Elkhorn North is 15-7, or Elkhorn, sorry, Instead of Oakland North. Um, Millard West Not played an all-class A schedule, mainly Metro teams, and Elkhorn played an all-class B schedule. So, uh, again, two totally different styles of play. Elkhorn likes to play zone, slow it down, uh, keep it low scoring. They are big, have a lot of size. Um, but Millard West likes to go and run and play fast and has really good athletes all over the floor. So you would imagine... You know, it's, it's whoever's going to get their style established in the game is, is who's going to win, obviously. But um, you would think that Millard West has a good shot to beating Elkhorn. But Elkhorn does have some good athletes themselves, and they are big and long and pretty physical. And this one, the final, is Monday night. This is one that you raise an eyebrow and circle as you could see an upset champion here, Millard West or Elkhorn. Would it shock you if they beat the Titans? The way Papillion La Vista South is playing right now, they've won eight of their last nine. It would shock me. Um, I just think they they're playing really, really well. Just hammered prep the other night by twenty three or whatever. It wasn't close in the second half. Um, they also did beat Elkhorn seventy to fifty two on January seventh, and only a three point win over Millard West, but that was in December uh, on December twentieth. Um, I. Pavio South is playing really, really well right now. I, I, I think they're a scary team. If they were to make it to the tournament, I, I, could, I could definitely see them knocking someone off ahead of them. All right. One to keep an eye out there. A6 then. This is Creighton Prep's bracket. This is the first of two brackets that have only four teams. So your Saturday matchup is already set. Number four, Lincoln East, 9-15. and 15. At the number one junior Jays, seventeen and seven. Uh, haven't played each other this year. Uh, prep coming off a, a loss where, like I just said, they just got. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it wasn't wasn't good. Um, first match of the year, uh, matchup of the year for the two schools. Uh, Preps Spencer Shomers and AJ Rollins are both averaging 
11.7, and Brendan Buckley's averaging 11.4. Um, he had 37 a couple games ago, and then the other night against Papio South, he had, I think, nine. So he needs to be a lot more consistent um, for them to make a nice, deep run here. Um, should be a, a, could be a decent game. I know Lincoln East, um, they're really well coached. Coach Campbell does a really good job, and um, it, it could be a, a decently close game. Could be a decently close game. And then the 2-3 game here, also on Saturday night, number three, Bellevue East, 9-13, and 13, at number two, Grand Island, 16-7. and seven. We've said it quite a bit, tough road trip. Yeah, it is, but this is the one, this is the 2-3 game, another 2-3 game where you're like, huh, Joey Scoff can score. He's averaging 24.5 um, for Bellevue East. But Terry Lewis is another they have a big to match up with them. He's going to have to be a lot more physical than he normally does because Them Kong has been fantastic this year for Grand Island. He's the only player in Class A that's averaging a double-double. Um, Isaac Trout is another matchup kind of problem for them. Uh, he's averaging 17 points uh, a game for Grand Island. And Jaden uh, Bayabato is averaging 12.7. So you... You look at it, yeah, on paper you think that could happen, um, but Scoff is capable. I mean, he, you know, he led them to what he score forty whatever against in the uh, Metro tournament, so he's definitely capable. Um, we'll see. As far a lot of this, this game is going to come down to the interior play. I mean, Grand Island has really good athletes, um, mainly football players, at the guard position that they can throw at Scoff, multiple guys. Um, I, you know, you you really think about it, and it's you know favors Grand Island because of the road trip and all that stuff. And we'll see. It's a big gym out there. We'll see if they get a lot of people. I'm imagining they will uh, to show up to that one. Is this the Junior Jays bracket to lose? Um, you know, Grand Island beat them, uh, 57, 54 in overtime a couple weeks ago. Granted, it was a Saturday afternoon, not a lot of fans there, all those sort of things. And Isaac tried at 33. So, I mean, they did beat them already. <laughs> it's, uh, that's probably more of a matchup thing with with uh, the teams just match up really well. So, um, I you would say yeah they're the one seed they're going to be at home if they beat East for a district final which is always good because Birdcage will show up and students will be there and all that stuff would be a totally different story. So, um, but it, it it definitely could be a a, a, a game where or a. a a district where you could see an upset there. I, Prep did not play well the other night, and I was there and um, saw it. I, I just I think there could be one here. It is Preps to lose, though, because yeah. one, they have home seed and all that stuff. Another Monday night final. Right. Could be a fun Monday night at the Birdcage mm-hmm. if the Junior Jays advance. Right. A7, this is uh, Omaha South's bracket, our other four-team bracket. So the Packers come in 17-5. and five. They'll be hosting Omaha Benson 8-14 and 14 on Saturday. Right. Two teams have played twice. Um, wasn't necessarily close either time. 71-58 to 58 on December 6th. I was there for that game. And the second time was 85-67 to 67 on January 18th. Um, Benson's going to have to really shoot the ball well and be really disciplined uh, and try and force some turnovers from south. And their three senior guards, Jay Saunders, Ty Griggs, Skylar Wilson. Um, you know, Denham Johnson's had a really nice year, averaging 15.5 and, and 8. Uh, and so is Marcus Shakir with 14 points and Anthony Ignowski with 10. Uh, they're just going to have to be super disciplined to, to beat 
South in particular at South. And then the other game Saturday, number three, Omaha Burke, 10 and 12 at number two, Lincoln Pius the 10th, 15 and seven. Uh, haven't played each other this year. The guard matchup is interesting. Jaron Marshall's had a nice run here as of late, um, averaging about 16 points a game. Colby Rada's averaging 16 and a half, and Sam Hoiberg is averaging 14.9. Um, you you look at it, really, you think Pius. Pius, though, has lost a few games down the stretch here. They started and, out really strong, started out undefeated. <laughs> right, and Burke has, has won a few games here. Um, granted, strength of schedule is probably a little different, uh, but still some confidence. Um, so I... You know, it should be a could be a, a, a decently close game at Pius is always kind of tough. It's a, a neat kind of little environment. Um, so we'll see. And then Monday final as well. Right. Um, you're looking at potentially Omaha South mm-hmm. against Burke or Pius. In the, in Burke, Burke hasn't played Benson. So if they were to beat Pius and Benson were to beat South. South beat Burke 85-67 on January 18th. Pius hasn't played Benson, and South beat Pius 58-47 a couple weeks ago on February 15th at South. So Pius already knows kind of what they're getting into and all that stuff. If that was to be the district final matchup, um, could be a pretty close game. And like it should be in the A7. I mean, yeah. it's the, you know, that, that should be so. Because right uh, now your two seed in A7 is the number eight, eight seed overall in yeah. wild card. So they're pretty supposed to be pretty even you know if you're taking one card point right and if all of our seven number one seeds hold serve the eight seed then at the state tournament would be whoever has wild card points lead right but that is a long ways off (laughs) and there's a lot of basketball (laughs) yet and it could be elkhorn it could be elkhorn could be elkhorn um you know there's a there's a lot of stuff because these these district first round district games do go into your wild card point standing so we'll have a clear idea of uh, who could be the wild card, uh, depending on what teams win or lose or whatever, on um, sun- Saturday, Sunday. Do the district finals go in there as well? Yeah. So if that matters too. Yes. Yeah. Everything. And you get, and you know, 49, 47, whatever, you know, the points for winning and all that stuff. So it, that, that stuff could matter. But if all the seats hold, which they rarely do, yeah. um, if all the seats hold, then it looks like it would be pie. Looks like. Yet to be determined, though. What is determined right. is the Class B. He liked that segue. Right. The Class B girls state tournament field. And right now, this is yet to be determined because some of these seeds. There's still some stuff that could change with uh, wild card C1, points. C2 yeah. teams that may have played some B teams and stuff like that. So here are the eight teams. We'll have the full breakdown of all six girls brackets next week. But it's Crete, Beatrice, Bennington, Grand Island Northwest, Sydney, Scotts Bluff, Norris, and Platteview. Crete's bracket to lose, more than likely. Um, you know, they lost one game. <laughs> uh, one game all year, and basically I think they've played uh, Beatrice, Northwest. They handled Northwest 68-16 to 16 or what 18 or whatever that was. Um, their one loss is to Beatrice in the last game of the year. It was 48-31. So um, there's – no, I'm sorry, that was boys. So um, there's some some questions there. I look at it, and I've always kind of felt like Crete was the team to be – excuse me, 
Crete did lose to Beatrice in the second to last game in the in the uh, sub district B five final. Uh, they lost thirty nine thirty two. So a barn burner with a ton of points, a lot of action. They lost by seven, and then Crete didn't end up coming back and beating Waverly forty nine to twenty. Um, so you know, in the district final to make it to state. Yeah. So really, you look at it, they played Beatrice. Um, I don't think they haven't played Bennington. They played Beatrice um, earlier in the year, and it was 42-32, to 32 too. So uh, they played Northwest, haven't played Sydney, Scotts Bluff. Um, Norris, I would imagine they have played, yes, and beat them by 20. And Platteview, I don't think they have played Platteview. Yes, they did play Platteview, 59-43, Crete won. So, yeah, I mean, you look at it, and maybe that maybe Beatrice is the kind of, like, has the kryptonite or something. Yeah. Um, but they are one and one against them this year. Either way, Morgan Malley and the Cardinals will be tough to beat. She's great, too. She's really, really good. We'll have the full breakdown next week along with all of the other girls' state brackets. Folks, this is the most wonderful time of the year. Thanks for listening. Hit it, hit it, hit it.